0: Section 81 of the Story of Old France. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mark DeSanzo. The History of Old France by H.A. Gerber. Section 81. The Beginning of a Great Reign louis the thirteenth having died sixteen forty three before his son and heir was five years old anne of austria was immediately proclaimed regent as the king's will provided the remainder of the will was however utterly disregarded one of the queen-mother's first moves being to take the young king to the parliament of paris to have some of its measures annulled little louis the fourteenth is said to have behaved in the most creditable fashion on this occasion standing very still on a high stool and holding out his hand to be kissed with the utmost gravity and decorum while the queen was nominally at the head of affairs the royal authority was really directed by cardinal mazarin the man whom richelieu designated as most capable to carry on his work an italian of rather common extraction unable to express himself in french without betraying his foreign origin mazarin was equally despised and hated by the courtiers many of whom fancied they should have had the privilege of ruling in the regent's name to overcome their opposition and secure his own ends mazarin cleverly used both flattery and diplomacy it was because of his smooth and insinuating manner that the courtiers slyly said after the lion comes the fox richelieu of course was the lion for he had opposed them openly and had never tried to conciliate them by flattery or concession as did the sly fox cardinal mazarin it was mainly by his artful ways that mazarin won the queen's favor and gained complete influence over her still clever as mazarin was he made one great mistake for he sorely neglected the education of the little king who should have had every advantage thus he left him until his seventh year to the care of women and then abruptly turned him over to that of men who knew little about children and hence did not succeed in either entertaining or instructing him nevertheless the child showed fine aptitudes and an intense pride which evidently formed the basis of his character and which if properly directed would have made him greater than he ever became when the history of his country was first read aloud to him, Louis the Fourteenth's youthful ambitions were so greatly fired that he boldly announced he was going to emulate Charlemagne, Saint Louis, and Francis I, and he flew into a terrible rage when someone reproved him for being lazy by comparing him to Louis the Slothful, one of the do-nothing kings mazarin's neglect of the young king's comfort and education arose mainly from innate stinginess he cut down expenses to such an extent we are told that he would allow louis the fourteenth only two pairs of sheets a year saying that if they were washed once every six months it would be quite enough as laundering was very expensive with a miserly prime minister and a weak and vain mother louis the fourteenth received most of his training from his devoted valet who was so impressed by his master's position and dignity that he insisted upon the boys behaving like a king at all times once when the young monarch in a playful mood began to wrestle this man suddenly sat down and put on his hat two things which were never allowed in the presence of the sovereign this unusual conduct on the part of the generally respectful attendant so startled and mystified the young prince that he paused abruptly in his play to demand haughtily what it might mean whereupon the valet resuming his wonted bearing instantly replied pardon sire i did not realize that the king was in the room as the queen was known to be pleasure-loving easy-going and gentle her brother-in-law gaston and the other nobles eagerly clustered around her flattering her in every way and begging gifts and favors which she freely showered upon them indeed such were the benefits they then received and such their greedy hopes for the future that they kept singing the regent's praises until some one maliciously suggested that there were only five words left in the french language namely the oft-heard phrase the queen is so good louis the reign had begun when the french period of the thirty years war was just at its height and it was on the very day of his coronation that the battle of rocroy took place sixteen forty three in this memorable encounter the french general later known as the great conde who was then only twenty-two years old won a brilliant victory over the spaniards but the fame resulting from this triumph so completely turned his youthful head that he soon after joined a conspiracy formed by some nobles who were of the opinion that they alone should advise the queen and mazarin's stead. at the head of the conspirators was the fiery duke of beaufort a grandson of henry the fourth who planned nothing less than the murder of mazarin but while beaufort was brave he was not cautious so mazarin having discovered the plot had this leader locked up in the fortress of Vincennes, where he had to remain in close confinement until he effected a romantic escape five years later. Meantime, the Thirty Years' War went on, and conde, again in command, helped to win the battle of Freiburg, sixteen forty four, where many brave Frenchmen lost their lives. This evidently did not trouble the young general, for when his attention was called to the fact, he carelessly retorted, why paris alone daily supplies france with as many men as we have lost during all these encounters though he did not feel for his men conde could nevertheless inspire them to do great deeds in this battle for instance it was reported that he suddenly threw his staff of command into a trench ahead of him bidding his men follow and help recover it which they did the next year conde fought another famous battle nordlingen and in sixteen forty six he besieged and took dunkirk a very important port on the channel but he was not the only famous general in france at that time turenne was equally noted for bravery and shared with conde the glory of his great victories besides turenne waged by himself a brilliant and successful campaign in bavaria the war had lasted so long and the losses had been so great that the enemy were now weary of warfare not long after another victory by Condé at Lens, the Thirty Years' War ended with the Treaty of Westphalia, sixteen forty eight. This treaty not only secured France in her recent conquests, but assured the independence of both Holland and Switzerland. Besides, it placed France again at the head of nations, and for one hundred and fifty years thereafter served as the basis of common law in Europe. End of section eighty one.